Hi, everyone. This is the first episode of um, a special podcast, what we are doing with Norby. And this uh, we are planning on, on doing this monthly from now on end. So hopefully we'll, uh, it will be a success as much as we, we hope that Paddle will be a success <laughs> as well. Um, and yeah, Norby and, and myself, funnily enough, we are both Hungarians and we are doing the, the first podcast. Uh, Norby has been doing it for longer. And uh, now I'm doing the, uh, the intro. Uh, next month he might be doing the intro. We'll see where Maybe. he does. But but yeah, hi Norby, how you doing? Hi Dennis, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm glad we could we could connect. Um, and yeah, as I'm said, pretty excited about uh doing a podcast with you together and and talk about different different topics that we're gonna discuss and maybe even can listen to our listeners and and see if there's anything interesting that they can talk about. But pretty excited about uh, about talking to you about different stuff. So. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And um, there's there's quite a f- no. That's not even true. That there's not a lot of uh, podcasts in paddle at all. But not one podcast which actually talks about what's happening in the pro world, what's happening in in general in the paddle world. Um, I'm always talking about the uh, the amazing scene what Bristol is now in the UK, and I know that you're in Zurich as well. So. <laughs> So there's there's quite a few topics to to talk about, but first of all, I um I wanted to ask um to to let all the listeners know about your background because it's it's quite quite interesting that we started the whole thing. You know, everyone who's listening to our podcast can see what we do in hindsight, but there wasn't one podcast where we actually talk about our background and why we started the the whole thing. A little backgrounds. On how it started, I got into paddle about four years ago, maybe four and a half now, not four probably. Um, I would say randomly from a friend of mine. I was a tennis player growing up. Uh, I played tennis like many other paddle uh, people or paddle players. I played paddle as well, but I was a tennis player. Played in the US a little bit uh, in college, and then uh, I was working in Zurich. And then a friend of mine who I used to work with uh, moved to Zurich, and he was a Spanish guy, of course, and he invited me. To um to come to come play paddle with him at the center that was nearby here, and then I came by, played a tournament. We uh we won the tournament. I never played paddle before in my life, yeah. And and that was a local tournament. It wasn't a big tournament, right? So he was a, he was a good player already. Um, I never played paddle before, but from tennis, obviously, uh, I had an idea of racket sports. Um, so we won the tournament, and then I I fell in love with the sport. I was like. This is great. I haven't played tennis in a while. I I didn't like tennis at the end because I was pushed a lot in the US and, and I was like, I, I never I will never play tennis again. I am playing out tennis again for a different reason. Uh I'll maybe get into that later. That's another story. But um so I got into paddle that way. Um and then one thing led to another. Um I, I lost my office. I was working in an office, I was working as a recruiter, uh, as a headhunter in, in Zurich, and then I lost my job. Um and then I got the opportunity in uh, in the paddle center to to start kind of working. Did some free work, did some videos for for the center to try to promote the sport already. Yeah, again, one thing back to another. Uh, I was hired, um, and now uh, I'm running the center more or less, so to say, and working closely with the with the owner of the center to 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 uh, to make it successful. Um, and then in the meanwhile, started paddler. I think it started actually. If I look back at it, I have never told the story. I never thought about the story how it started and how I how I did it actually. So it's great to 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 look back at it. Um, started in um, 
uh, over the pandemic a little bit. The first lockdown is where I posted my first TikTok video that kind of not went viral, but like got like a couple hundred thousand views at the end. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what's happening here? Uh, and then I started posting a little bit and, and then the brand was also born. Uh, I wrote the, the brand myself. It's everything self-created, everything self-written, the, 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 the logo and everything. Um, so then the, the brand was born and, and with the pedal center together, I've always wanted to do some sort of, uh, uh marketing stuff and, and doing, and I thought that the brand, uh, could be pretty interesting for, for the podcasts, for, for a clothing brand. I do have some, some hats, some, some clothes that, that will be coming online as well at some point, but for now it's, I'm standing at the center. Uh, only so it's very local but eventually uh, it will hopefully expand and and will be online available as well uh, but that was the the original idea to create a brand that that I can that I can put my my mentality and my mindset behind and and kind of uh, create the brand image through myself which is maybe a little bit egotistical or whatnot but uh, I yeah I thought I just want to I just want to be myself I want to and I want to be myself and I want to put that into into a physical thing so that's how the brand was born and and then got into the podcasting world as well a while back and then I realized that obviously it's not as easy as my people think um because it's really really time consuming to um not to record it's easy to, to sit down with someone for half an hour um or or an hour and talk about something uh, that's relatively simple as I think you can confirm but um to then afterwards to to do the editing to to do the whole thing then to, to get new people on the podcast it's a little bit time consuming and and yeah life offered me some different things that I had to deal with so uh put it on on pause a little bit uh, but now back on it and and now uh with the update of the of the of the studio um or the background at least and 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 someone who who helps me uh, who's also a Hungarian guy by the way I found I found a Hungarian guy that helps me cut them so uh, now it's back and and we're at and now we're at and I think we're in the same boat uh, yourself and I because the 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 main goal at least from my side is really uh to to grow the sport right uh, working at the center is beneficial for 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 everyone you know working in the center obviously I'm looking at it from a from a center standpoint as well to have more people realize the sport to have more people come to us and and play at our center so the the goal is to grow the sport and and make this a worldwide sport and ha have everyone enjoy it because it's at the end I love the sport I love to play I love to uh, be hang out with friends I love to be at the center whether I'm working or not, I, I, I can be myself and, and I love it. So uh, the goal of this whole thing of Paddler and, uh, you know, is to to grow grow the sport. Um, so that's a long and short introduction of of how it started and what I what I what I've done since I started with Paddle. But yeah, so then we could, I guess, I don't know if you have any questions on that or, or it's. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, obviously I do, do have a few questions. It's um, what, what you said, and, and I was quite curious on what you studied in, in university and where did you go in the U.S.? Because that's that's one more thing, because obviously uh, both of us do speak with a with a North American accent. They they do yeah. think that I'm I'm Canadian usually because yeah. of my accent, because it's it's a bit sort of uh, not as. Uh, I'm not really dragging the words as much as as most of the Americans, but I yeah. I look I I mean I I will I will tell my story as well, but I'm I'm yeah. quite curious of of um, how um, yeah so how was how was your sport background? What did you study in 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 the states and where? Yeah, so we go back a little bit further in time. I'm not that young anymore, unfortunately, either. But um, 
Um, yeah, say I mean, that I'm, I'm not that young either, Cheers. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, we haven't discussed how old you are, but I hopefully, hopefully you're older than me. I hope, but I'm not sure. Um, I am. I am. Could, could be younger. Could be younger than me. But um, now we'll, we'll go back. I mean, we we're both born in Hungary, right? Um, and and I I left uh, Hungary when I was 14 when I went to high school uh in in Canada. Um, so I lived in Toronto for for a little bit. Um, and then from there, I went to the U.S. to study, to go to university. I, I played tennis as well. Um, so my whole life, I played tennis. I grew up in Hungary um, playing tennis. I was part of the junior national team at some point here and there. And growing up with with Marton, with Fucho, Fuchovic Marti, uh, some people might know. Um, he's the same age as me. Um, so we're growing up together, competing together. So his career ended differently than mine in tennis, but uh, I'm not. I don't have any re regrets on that. So um, we'll, we'll, I follow his career. So um, no, but I, then I went to the US to play tennis in in college in Florida, at the University of North Florida, and and get an education. Um, get an education in sports management, which is very broad education and and. Yeah, it gave me an education. Let's put it that way. I'm not gonna talk much about it. It was the greatest four years of my life in college. That's for sure. A lot of tennis, uh, a lot of fun, and and great weather, obviously in Florida. So that that was great. And 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 a lot of things have have changed there as well. To to um had the right people around me, which was great. Uh, I was a very lazy kid uh, before growing up uh, in tennis as well. Uh, and 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 a lot of things have changed there thanks to a couple of people, um, which has helped me now. A bit more. I'm still lazy, but uh, a little bit less, a little bit more smart lazy. You know, that has helped me a lot. So that's that's the background story on that. And then I moved from the U.S. Uh, I moved to Germany. Lived in Germany for a little bit. Uh, worked for Tennis Warehouse. That was my first job, working for for Tennis Warehouse as a as a buyer. Um, so buying stuff, working with the brands and buying uh, the rackets, the shoes and stuff like that. Well, as an assistant buyer, as so I wasn't the the boss, but I was the assistant there. Uh, bringing the coffee and printing the printing the emails for everyone, you know, so it was fun. And then moved to Switzerland um, to be a headhunter, to be a recruiter, which I thought was going to be a great change for me, a more dynamic environment and stuff like that. But then I realized I need to go back into sports, um, and that's how then we're back to the paddle paddle scene and how I got involved with paddle because uh, I realized that I will not be able to work forty years in an office. That will be very difficult for me personally. So. I guess I can call myself lucky that I, I realized that and could go into somewhere where uh, it doesn't feel like work, uh, which is part of Paddle and Paddler and the center. I, I absolutely love love the whole whole idea and what, what you did with, with Paddler. And, and I love um, the logo. I really do. I have to I appreciate say. appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and, I'm, and I'm quite marketing and, and brand aware. So for, for me, um, it's just like, you know, when, when something is, is really well made, I, I usually point it out and I, and I can definitely say that. And, and funnily enough, uh, you mentioned that we, that we are both from Hungary, but we are from the same city yeah, as the capital, but still it's, yeah. uh, yeah. You know, what are what are the odds that literally there's and that's that was that was the idea and that's why I reached out to you in the first place as well because what I felt was I mean this is such a small world let's do something yeah. together well I, my background is is um is a bit different because uh, I studied in Budapest 
Okay. My first degree was American. First of all, let's let's clear up who's who's older, you or me. I'm, I'm, I'm older. I will be thirty-two. I will be thirty-two. I'm so. I'm I'm quite significantly older. I'm, all right, I'm all right. thirty-eight this year. Just to so. clear it up. Yeah, still still under forty. I'm still young, kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm forty. Still, I heard I'm still at forty young, starting although, to get interesting. Although my joints don't really say the same thing ever again. It's like you know, whenever I I do do play quite a bit of paddle and quite a bit of tennis, still I. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I wasn't on the level as you were in in um, junior tennis and, and yeah. college tennis, but I I won the amateur uh, Hungarian nationals twice, so okay. I, I'm I'm not a too bad tennis player either. Um, okay, cool. I yeah, I mean I I was uh, sponsoring quite a few guys who are still now uh, like Fabi Marojan Fabi um, and and Jean Borpiroš and Mate Volkus. So okay. all those guys who who are now. Uh, between... Sponsoring with you'll tell me, but just so, so I can so, ask okay. some questions as so, well. But I, so, I feel like I'm just okay. listening. You know, I need to need to get involved and 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 feel like I'm asking something. So sponsoring. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're more than welcome. Okay, so let let's start at the beginning. So my my first degree is American studies, hands the twang. I I did a bilingual high school in in Budapest, and then I okay. went to American studies, which was in Alta, which is uh, you you know what it is, but not a lot of listeners do you know. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. the biggest biggest university in Hungary. Yeah. Um. And uh, after it, I went to uh, to work in downtown London mm -hmm. uh, for Wigmore Sports, which is uh, which is the most prestigious tennis store in the whole of London. I would pretty much say in the whole of uh, whole of the UK, but there's not a lot of more prestigious tennis stores in the world. I can okay, cool. say that it's a it's a lovely place just behind uh, <clears throat> Debenhams in uh, in London, so around Bond Street. I don't know how how well do you know London, but not so well. I've been there twice, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you should you should definitely come. I, I mean, when, I, whenever you're coming, I'll. I'll sorry I'll, to interrupt. I've gonna... I've been there. The last time I've been there was actually I was at the World Cup in Derby, playing for for Hungary, uh, the paddle at the, the the World Cup qualifying, right? And I went through I went through London. I haven't had Chipotle since I left the US, which was about eight years ago. So my first thing, I landed in London and I googled Chipotle and I went to the first Chipotle store and it was the greatest greatest memory and experience of of my life so i know london and i went to chipotle and then i went to derby after that i took the bus to derby so uh yeah that's about my experience with london so not so much you, more you met you met quite a few guys uh because i i know half of the team who were playing in um in in the derby uh the gb team or... the england team no 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 the hungarian team oh the hungarian team yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah okay i mean i you... i do so what, what I mean is that you do, and so they're all mutual friends because I, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. How do you how do you know them? Just from, from just from. Um, pretty much, pretty much during my time in tennis, um, and and tennis retail because I um after Wigmore Sports I went uh, home and then I uh, then uh, after a few years in sales I I ended up. Uh, uh, with head so i became their brand manager oh, okay. that's why yeah okay yeah and and then i worked for uh for a place called uh record station as well which is uh which is now funnily enough uh, they have a store in uh, that's that's owned by a hungarian guy and it's um it's a, a store in um in bournemouth in um in england and also he has a store in marbella so um and and he had many brands like Prince and, and Mizuno and you know quite a quite a few good brands who are, who okay. are now like main main guys uh, around the tour not really Prince anymore unfortunately because I still play with a Prince record in tennis mm -hmm. uh but yeah that's different so yeah and and then uh, it was funny that you said that during lockdown you you felt quite bored and and you just wanted to do something I guess and and that's how Paddler just came about in a yeah. way 
and that was the same for me but in in terms of like i went to do a second masters in um in manchester metropolitan in sports management and business so we are both so we both uh, did that um and uh yeah in in the meantime i started a podcast with uh, the tennis nerd i don't know if you if you're aware of of no, him no not really no he's um I, I usually call him an underground tennis um expert so okay. he did a lot of uh tennis gear testing like uh you know shoes and tennis rackets obviously and strings and balls and whatnot I actually reached out to him because of my uh my dissertation which I did for my second degree mm -hmm. uh which was um startup uh, tennis brands startup sports brands really mm -hmm. and I interviewed him and I said to him look you don't have like a weekly podcast in tennis and and I know a lot about tennis so why don't we do yeah. something together and we were doing it for half a year uh but then um he he became really really busy and he just said to me that look i have to focus all my energy on on youtube videos and whatnot and um, i appreciated it and in the meantime i started playing paddle quite a bit and i was really really interested in paddle and um and and you know just luck of the draw that i'm i'm living in bristol where it's just absolutely booming now booming, yeah. I, i will get back to that in in one sec but uh then i then i was like yeah why didn't i just start like a, a podcast on my own i'll just mm -hmm. figure it out how to edit i'll just figure it out who to who to reach out to and yeah. i was quite lucky because i had ben nichols as as my first guest who you also yeah. had on your pod yeah and and he's amazing and 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 since then he was like literally bringing me people every week yeah. like oh do you want to interview this guy oh do you want to interview yeah, that guy? guy yeah and i'm like oh yeah i mean hell yeah and then that's how i got to like Aaron august who yeah ex-world number one yeah. uh, you know i had um sam jones who's uh british yeah. number two he's uh he's gonna be on the pod this week okay uh, i just spoke to him as well two days ago or so, <laughs> so oh, have hopefully, you? hopefully he won't ask the same questions but yes <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean you know he was lovely chap by the way so i mean uh, surprisingly surprisingly smart and you know he's he's really dedicated towards the yeah. sport and he was great to see so uh long story short I started the whole thing because I felt like there's there's definitely a need for for sort of a, a format where you where you get to know people inside pedal and yeah. who has been doing it for years and years and years and 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 as much as you started a little bit earlier than me, I, I was like, yeah, there's definitely room for two and 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 you know I, I felt like it's 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 a good opportunity for for people to to have a listen and yeah, this is where we are now. This is, okay. this is what we do. <laughs> cool. And tell me a little bit more about your, um, so your daily job today is what? What do you do today? So I, I, I work as a business development manager, totally different from, uh, from what I, what I do in, in, in like my spare time. Okay. And, um, and I want to do get back into, into sports like that. That's not, that's not really a secret. I have to say. So I've, I've been interviewing for quite a few jobs. I almost got a job with, um, um, with Adidas. I almost got a job with okay. Dunlop. Then I didn't, it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all in the UK. You're planning to stay in the UK though. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, we, we love, we love, uh, Bristol. Bristol is a great city. Uh, okay. it really has a lot to offer. The, um, the issue is the weather, but yeah, <laughs> returning towards yes. the summer. So hopefully we'll be all right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's what I do. Awesome. So tell me a bit more actually about, um, about Bristol, uh, on the paddle scene, UK in the paddle scene. I mean, uh, I think some people are aware 
on the UK scene in general, but but, but, but maybe there's some some something new that's coming, whether that's in Bristol. I think uh, you mentioned so, that Bristol has come something. So coming Bristol, to Bristol is is now uh, as I as I mentioned in a few pods, it's it's like the hub now. So mm-hmm. uh, what's happening is is uh, search battle open. So first. Paddle for All opened four courts, and that was the first experience with with Paddle in in Bristol. Okay, uh, they opened around a year ago, and Bristol has a population of it's around six hundred thousand. Uh, with, okay. with like you know all the suburbs and everything, it's over a mill. Okay, so it's Absolutely. it's a fairly good population, and and obviously it's quite central to the southwest of England. So it's uh okay. it's actually okay, and even from Wales, quite a few guys can come over. Cardiff okay. is like forty five minutes away, so it's not too bad. Battle for All uh, opened in Lockleys with four courts, uh, which is a lovely, nice little sort of, um, you know, quite cozy, quite quirky little place. Um, and and that's where I that's where uh, two squash players just uh, convinced me to to go down and and try okay. battle, and I was hooked like instantly hooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I many others, huh? Every day. <laughs> you're you're that's playing every day. I mean, I'm not playing every day, but I'm playing almost um, like three, two, three times a week at least. Okay. So I'm I'm playing playing quite a bit. Yeah. So that was pedal for all, and that's not about me. That's just me playing is is one thing. I mean, as 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 we we spoke about, and as you mentioned, uh, as a tennis player, you get a feel for the volleys, you get a feel for the smashes, you 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 know the angles, you know how to hit from the back of the court because it's pretty much the same shot. Sure. Just a shorter swings and whatnot then when you get used to the back wall you are great so mm-hmm. then then there's not a lot which can go wrong for tennis players and that's yeah, what you can see it. like obviously to a certain extent and to a certain level what also is interesting about uh paddle in general is 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 how addictive that can be so people who go down start playing they they're just like hooked instantly so that's that's why it's 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 a great sport so back to bristol battle for all they they will love it that i'm i'm saying all their names like 16 times now. all the yeah all the companies there perfect <laughs> come to us come to us let's go um the second one was pretty much in the same time which was we are paddle um which is uh, ladaps yeah. Um, and obviously Aaron and August and, and Mehorset and also Surge Paddle opened up as well. Uh, they both opened up pretty much the same amount of courts. I think Weir Paddle has like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Surge has eight uh, panoramic courts. And now um, this weekend, Rocket Paddle is opening up with the biggest indoor facility in the UK with 14 indoor courts. Yeah. And I think there will be 14 doubles plus two singles, if I'm not mistaken. So okay. And there's, um, there's, there's demand. So let, tell me this. Is there so much demand for it at the moment? I mean, Bristol I don't think can... there is. No. Okay. But they are trying to generate a lot of demand. And I think, okay. look, it's, it's, it's a question of, of, um, which, which I tend to ask as well. Um, and I try to pick the brain of, of a lot smarter people than i am over is it is it sort of a swedish model or is it like a an okay growth because it's good to have that many courts because you have a lot of lot of chance to go down a lot of chance to practice whenever you want pretty much but to get the heating on for 14 indoor courts 
and mm-hmm. and obviously that's what you do you you run a center so you yeah. know yeah. how it works but it's it's just yeah i mean i i think it's crazy seven or eight court i think it's fine how many courts does uh you guys have we have eight courts eight courts yeah eight so courts that's in the center. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. is it always i mean if there, sorry to interrupt. If there's demand for 14 courts, then let be it. Then if there's demand for 25 courts, then let it be. Obviously, that's great. The more courts you have, the more money you can make. Obviously, right? Uh, because it's exponential in terms of how much you rent you pay. Uh, each court adds a lot more than the the square meters normally that you pay for the rent. You know. So we, and just as an example, we started as well with six courts, and then we could take over the the um the neighboring uh another 500 square meters. We could put another two courts in there, so we have eight courts now, and, and the rent hasn't grown as much as the potential to earn, right? So if you can fail the court, fuck, you can make 30 courts, whatever it is, right? But you yeah. got to fail those courts, and that's the that's why I meant the demand in terms of such a city like Bristol, which has the same population as, as Zurich, more or less. Um, and then given that there's then surge VR pedal rocket pedal whatever the hell you had pedal for all all the other ones that you mentioned there's a lot of courts in in, in such a small town so I was wondering if that actually uh, will be filled or not which could be more interesting I anyway mean, if it is uh, for a center owner perfect right yeah I guess time will tell because it's yeah. uh yeah I mean what I can say in a sort of a microorganism is that like pedal for all was always full but they had four courts and there was no one else literally in the mm-hmm. whole of Bristol. Sure. And also I haven't mentioned that the tennis club, which I'm playing at is, um, is the most pres- prestigious tennis club in Bristol, which is called Redland, Redland green. And, and we are opening to, uh, although outside, okay. which in the UK is, is a pretty questionable the... decision yeah. I have to say, but, but in the summer, it will be glorious. And in the winter, I will just play indoors somewhere else. I okay. guess. No, cool, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I have, I actually have a friend who's who's living here. And he's a British guy, um, and they are trying to open there. And I'm not gonna say anything because they're not official yet, and they're in a negotiation for um for the lease and whatnot. But um, he mentioned that it's gonna uh close hopefully pretty soon. And I think they're planning the the area is enough for uh I think nine or ten courts actually as well. Um, not in Bristol. Um, yeah, I some, was hoping you're you're no, gonna no, say not Bristol. No, 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 no not there, not there. Some somewhere else. Um, so I might be because they're also relatively good friends of mine as well. They've been playing at the center for a while, living here, and now the the the, the father uh, had a little bit of money to invest. So he said, "Hey guys, you guys go run the center for me, and then we're all good." So I might actually visit them once they open. I might actually visit to see to play a little bit of exhibition or whatever if they still invite me. They they said they invite me for, to play, and I said, "Yeah, well, let's see, let's see about that." But so I, I might come for that. So I think, uh, yeah, a lot of snowball is coming in the UK. Hopefully the demand will also stay there for for um, for these guys that are opening the centers and, and the, 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 the sport will grow because obviously paying the rent for, for not much and paying the heating for, for not having full courts, that's a bit difficult then, <laughs> right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and and um, yeah, I mean, uh, how's how's your center? So is it always full, the eight courts? Yeah, so well, yes and no. Um in the evening, yes. Uh, in the evening uh, from from six o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock in the evening until ten, eleven o'clock, depend on the day, all the eight courts are always full, yes. Um and we we actually had I will say that now we actually had um 
on Sunday we had a record day at the center, and I was there, of course, working. So that was that's the record day is next. My name is next to it, so which is great. I can rub it into it into the owner's face because the owner is also working about as much as I do, you know. And um, so we kind of compete who who has the better days. Um, and so my name is next to it, and we had from nine nine thirty nine o'clock nine thirty in the morning until seven o'clock seven thirty in the evening. All the courts were completely booked out. No, not one half an hour, not one 10 minute free. All the courts were completely blocked out. And that, that was a, that was a first for us, you know. So have the eight courts like that. And and halls like that happen in, in, in Switzerland. It's it's okay. Uh, it has happened before, but not with eight courts. It's happened with halls that have three courts. It has happened with halls that have five courts. Um, but it hasn't happened. Well, there's only one more hall that has eight courts. So otherwise we're the, the biggest one, but there's another one open now with eight courts. But it hasn't happened that in that. So that's that's great. And the situation is, yeah, there now that um, it's still the demand is still higher than the amount of courts, I think, at the moment. And because of that reason, a lot of people are searching for for new halls, a lot of people with some money in Switzerland. So they, they are looking for new uh, halls to, to open up. Luckily, it's not so easy to find one because first it's it's either expensive or or it's occupied. Um, or the location is not great. So to have something that's not occupied, the location is also great, and it's big enough to have more than uh, five or six courts. Uh, I'll explain why. In my opinion, it's important to have at least five, six, seven courts to open up a center. Um, if you want to invest in it, uh, just because with with two, three, four courts, it's difficult to to earn to have an earning potential. You know, as I said, you're limited. You can only sell so many hours. Uh, in a day of courts and and the the uh, the number of courts is not equal to the number of rent or the amount of rent you have to pay so and then and, and another thing as well is academy wise to to have the juniors grow and then you know then you have two courts or three courts occupied with with juniors and then you don't have a court for your members so yeah with, with four less than five courts it's not so easy to to then grow to be to be something um interesting with the juniors and and as well uh, it's hey. great for it's great for an easy easy run because it's easier to run obviously four courts and manage and it will be full but the potentials are a bit less starting at six seven courts it can be interesting for for everything yeah you, you had that it. you had that uh individual pod i i i had to listen to uh what your uh your tips are for oh for... yeah exactly oh yeah exactly i forgot about that myself Shit, yeah man. you see, you see? That you <laughs> yeah so you can people can go back to that yeah yeah definitely episode. do check it out yeah. you shit, check shit, it shit. out it's is the nineteenth? Uh, I don't know which episode. I don't know either. Actually, yeah. no, in in eighteen seven, yeah, or maybe fifteenth, maybe around there. So we'll define it. Whatever. Um. No. So so yeah, that's that's the situation. It, it is holes are popping up now, and and people are doing some really nice holes. I mean, uh, we are pedal Derby. I I know as well. They've done a really great job on on the on the on the courts in between the courts. I mean, it's nicely done, you know. Um. And here as well, people are doing a good job. Obviously, they they've seen the older holes that are existing, and then they take what's good, what's bad, and what's improved, what's not to improve. So some some good stuff is coming coming here as well. But there's a lot long way to go until it's a uh, until it's a uh, a real sport. So that's why I'm excited to to have you as well, collaborating with you as well to 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 grow the sport. I mean, that's all that's all we need in England, worldwide, everywhere. Olympic sports, 
uh, more people to know about it, play it because it's a fun sport. I'm and it's excited. a proper sport as well. That's that's the thing. It's it's not just mucking around. It is a proper sport. Yeah, so you, you yeah, need definitely. you need to be really fit to play it. So it's not just. It, it was quite funny because um actually Sam said it that he he thinks that Alcaraz or Djokovic would be absolutely crushing it um on on the um, a paddle court as well as as my my squash friends were saying because obviously squash is is really really demanding but what i and they were saying that yeah paddle is just like mucking around but mm -hmm. is it i mean if you if you play for like 2 hours in a in a grueling match when when like everything and you go back and forth back and forth back and forth like there's there's a drop shot you you yeah. rush to that then you get a great lob you rush back then you come back again it's it can be a really demand like i how i see it is that paddle is 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 a proper sport so it's not like you know i can only just say I, i've seen that yesterday uh Giannis actually just put out um a pickleball video and oh my god i have to say i think <laughs> dumbest dumbest thing around i mean I, I just have to say literally people are standing two meters away from me <laughs> they're smacking a plastic ball and yeah. i and i get it it might be fun in the states i don't know yeah. but i just i don't even feel the urge i always felt the urge to try pedal because yeah. I knew that it's going to be fun in, if to, to a certain extent as well. Yeah. I just didn't know how much fun it can be. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it is so different. So what's, yeah. what's your record? What, what record do you use? Adidas. The, the yellow Adidas. The Adi Power 3.1 or whatever it's called. It's the yellow Adidas one that not many people use because it's very, very powerful. Yeah, I, but I love the record. It's interesting um, because I've tried many others um, and I haven't had the feeling... Uh, with any other racket really to try yeah we'll see now because to just today i received a package from from someone um with a brand new brand new uh brand sent me a couple of rackets he's in he's nice that you mentioned because he's in pickleball in the in, in in canada he's a canadian guy um and he's doing some pickleball rackets so he's been doing some pickleball rackets and now he's starting to create some pedal rackets and he sent me three three pieces to to kind of try it out and I had a lesson with it today. I did. I, I, I played with it a little bit today, and it wasn't wasn't so bad actually. So I have I have a tournament this weekend. Uh, I might give it a go. Um, so it could be quite interesting because the design is is a bit different than any other brand. It's it's a little crazy. It's kind of like the hydrogen of 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 paddle. You know, hydrogen from from tennis. You know, they're not not with the score, not because of the score, but because they're a little different. Yeah. Uh, in terms that's, of the design, Kuchovic is now endorsing. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so the so the design. Yeah is something different which I, I like personally it's my little bit my personality as well uh and you know not it doesn't show in my peddler design but i i like that person that kind of personality a little bit so uh i was pretty excited so we'll see about that but for now i play with adidas um which which i haven't seen and going back to pickleball as well i will i, I thought about commenting on it but i will not yet <laughs> i will i will go to the us in the summer that's my plan to uh to go on vacation go back to to the as i said i haven't been back in the us since i left from college which is eight years ago now um so i will go back to see some friends canada us uh, west coast east coast everywhere um and then i will definitely try pickleball and then after that once i've tried it i will comment and see what the what the situation is but the um who was it i don't know who it was actually somebody i saw an interview i think it was someone in the us i don't remember anymore that said that pedal is a sport pickleball is a game 
Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. So, uh, well it just came yeah. out on Twitter not long ago. I, I've, I've, I've read it as well, and then, and I think, yeah, it makes sense. And and I let's see. I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a, sh- a chance. A chance. I'll give it a chance, and then I'll comment once I've played it. Um, yeah, okay. and, and see Let, let's happens. leave that one. We'll come that. back. We'll come back to that <laughs> towards the end of the year. I'll be in end of August, beginning of September, more or less in the US, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but let's let's then let's then talk about one more thing. I think today in today's podcast, and then we'll um, we'll leave it at that, and then we'll we'll check for the topics for next time. But let's talk a little bit about um, the Granada Open that just happened. Um, yeah, and I um, think yeah, I mean, I, I just I just wanted to literally talk about it in a few minutes because uh, uh, that was one of the tournaments which I was following. The yeah. the the reason for that is that I was in Granada like six weeks ago. Okay. Um, and absolutely i i adore that city it's such okay. a lovely city i would i would move there in a heartbeat it's such a nice place and um i mean i i do ski as well so for okay. me uh the sierra nevada is just like literally 45 minutes away by car from Canada. um so yeah funnily enough it, it was pretty much by the books what it should have happened and and the odds were were uh pretty spot on because um it was uh, Cuello and Tapia who won the final uh, against uh, Dineno and Stupachuk. Yep. Um, and that that was a really, really good match. It was 6-4-7-5 to Cuello and Tapia. And um, Tapia is now moving up the rankings um, and also Cuello as well, obviously. And what are they now? I think they're second. I, I had... Okay. I had a, a check and, and it's still LeBron and, and uh, yeah. the Galan, yeah. but LeBron is coming back this week. Uh, they will be playing in Germany, if I'm not mistaken, funnily enough. Germany. Germany is hosting a, a World Cup tour. I am pretty sure that's happening. Uh, how so how uninformed am I? Jesus Lord. I, we need, let, let me, let me quickly check if I'm, <laughs> if I'm not saying something completely out of... out of. Um... In, in Holland, I know that I think... No, it's not that. Yeah, it will be the Brussels all open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, so so somewhere somewhere in Europe, uh, yeah. <laughs> somewhere else than in Spain. So um, <laughs> so that was that was uh quite that wasn't a big story. Although I felt like Dinano and Stupa will will take it. I I just felt like they were in a, in a better form. But the the biggest news now in in the world of paddle is that Paula Jose Maria and Ariana Sanchez became world number one with mm-hmm. beating Gemma Triai and mm-hmm. Alejandra yeah. Salazar in the final seven six six two, and they also was that overleaped them in in the world ranking. So now they're world yeah. number one, and I absolutely love Paula Jose Maria's style, and 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 she's you know I I think she's just like hundred and fifty centimeters tall. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, she's just unbelievable. Her hand skills are. I can I can just sort of say that she's like the Mark Lopez of of women's battle. And Mark okay. Lopez, I'm I'm uh, referring to as as Rafa Nadal's uh, ex partner, who they won the Olympics with. And it's gonna be an interesting one because obviously, um, you know, Ruiz and 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 Teo uh, lost in the semis against Tapia and Stupa and Dinano beat. Javi Garrido and uh, yeah. Sons. So that was the two semis in the men's. Um, the women's were so one-sided, and it's always Gemma Triai, Salazar, and Jose Maria and Ariana yeah. Sanchez. So that's always the final. 
So it was a really good open, I have to say. I, I've been watching bits and bobs, and I didn't know that. I don't know how the, the thing is in, in Switzerland, but you can actually follow it on the World Pedal Tour um, app. And yeah, I don't, but it's, I don't have that. I didn't, I, the, the thing is, I do follow the scores. I'm working quite a bit in the center. Um, and obviously there I put it on YouTube when I have the chance and whatnot. Um, but otherwise I don't follow the matches that much. A premier pedal I follow a bit more because it's on YouTube and I can watch it and put it in the center and it's easier. But the World Pedal Tour app, I haven't, I haven't downloaded yet. So that's why I haven't uh, followed that much on, on, the, on the Granada Open um on the scores and the only thing i can add is that against i'm happy that coelho is now number two or whatever is in the world becoming pretty high because in 2019 he played against one of the greatest players of all time his name is norbert nemchek so we uh we played against each other in in 2019 i played my first so world pro tour event um in the in the well i played in the pre-qualities obviously he didn't but there was a warm-up event for it uh, a fib star and he was still maybe at the time 50 or 60 in the world so he could play the fifth star tournament um with Ivan Ramirez and and then I had the chance to to play against him so that was a, already he was young at the time obviously uh he was maybe I think 18 more or less 17 18 at the time I think but he was already obviously a, a really good player so didn't have a, a much chance but that's a great story that I have with Coelho that I tell everyone uh when they say oh Coelho on the tail I was like yeah I played against him uh, Yo, when, almost when beat was, him. <laughs> almost beat him. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's an overstatement. But uh, but <laughs> got a couple games. It was I think six three, six four at the end. Actually, it was close, kind of close. But that was for a different story because they almost missed the flight and they came off the airport and they came on the court basically and they had no idea where they were and then somehow they were just uh, messing around a little bit. But uh, but yeah. So last thing, and and then then we can pretty much close uh, close this um, special episode yeah. of of the paddler slash the pedal podcast. Yeah. So I just checked it out, and um, world number one is Galan and LeBron. World yeah. number two is Coelho and Tapia. Okay. Uh, number three is Tupa and Dinano. Uh, four is Luque and Gutierrez. Uh, five Chingoto and Navarro. Yeah. Uh, six Granados and Juan Tejo, seven uh, Yanguas Diaz, uh, Miga Yanguas Diaz, and Balastegin, and eight is They're number seven and now. Bruce. Wow, okay. And the female that's just, uh, I'll just go through the list really quickly because yeah. that's quite a funny one as well. So it's 10 points between the first and the second pairing. <laughs> wow, so okay. the first is, as I said, Ariana Sanchez and uh, Paula Jose Maria. And they're with 36,070 points. Wow, Second okay. is Gemma Triai and Alejandra Salazar, 36,060 points. <laughs> <laughs> and now I will wow. say the third. So the, the third pairing is uh, Delfina, uh, sorry, Delfina Brea Senesi and Bea Gonzalez. And they're with 13,144 points. So literally almost the third. Wait. of the the first wow. two. Wow, that I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's pretty that crazy. That I didn't know. So fourth is uh, Ortega Gallego and Sofia Araujo. Uh, fifth is uh, Lucia Sainz uh, Pellegri and Aranzazu Osoro Uri. Uh, sixth is Patricia Yaguno Zielanski and Victoria Iglesias Segador. Uh, seventh, Maria Virginia Riera uh, and Tamara Icardo Alcoriza. And eighth, 
is Maria Jose Sanchez Aleato and Maria Pilar Sanchez Aleato. So uh, these are uh, that and and that was that was quite a good practice for me to to try to uh, to get some uh, Spanish names uh, out of the way. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. That let's see how the rankings change as we go through our journey as well. Yeah, as we go through our journey, I mean, as we go through our next podcast and if what's gonna happen and and whatnot. So, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Norby. It was, uh, it was good to chat and uh, we could finally put it together because um, not... Thanks a lot. It hasn't been easy. I apologize about that. Huh? No, no, don't worry about <laughs> it. I mean, my it, fault. <laughs> what, less, less thought because you, I wanted to reflect on that one. It is really, really time consuming. So I have to say that to do one podcast a week is almost a whole day's work. Mm. It's almost eight hours in terms of like getting someone in, obviously uh, trying to to work around it, then mm. then recording, then editing, then mm. um, you know doing all the marketing around it. Mm. It is quite a bit. It is quite a bit. It's a lot. So that's why. But look, it's not easy. But we we're trying to. It. I mean, you and I were trying to make it. So we'll we'll. I'm looking forward to the future episodes. Actually, already, uh, uh, it was a fun fun conversation. Let's uh, let's see how this one goes in terms of the editing and, and posting, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, just um, give us a like and, and just um, let us know how you liked it. Thank awesome. you. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Ciao.